Faith is caught, not taught. We are all responsible and called to be stewards of our example. When people see us, they need to see salvation and what salvation looks like. There's an old saying, the proof is in the pudding, meaning if you really want to know the results of your efforts, then eat the pudding. If we really want to know the results of our example of faith, look at the results. I know I've said these statistics before, and they're not good. Seven out of ten students that graduate high school and leave to go off to college are gone forever. They don't return. Those are horrible numbers. So today on OCF Sunday, we're thankful for our OCF students that come and serve and join with us in worship faithfully. But for those that don't return, it's a cause of great concern. Especially for Pew and Barna, they're doing all kinds of research to try and understand just what the heck is going on. Pew and Barna are concerned, but also marketers. Apparently, millennials are a tough generation to market to. There's a whole story there. That may be a good thing. But it is confirmed that 33% of our young population now consider, consider themselves nuns. That is not monastics, but nuns that don't declare they believe in anything. So it's got people worried. But what have Pew and Barna uncovered? Well, they have a laundry list and some it's not so good, some, it's, it's okay. What they have to say is the reasons that people are leaving the church is because of lack of relationship beyond parents and the youth pastor. In other words, we farmed out our discipleship. And once those relationships are gone, so are the kids. Another is that they don't know how to merge faith and life without compartmentalizing. We have to show them that faith is integral to every aspect of life and what that looks like. It may not look, what they th it may not look the way they think it should look. It may look like, from an orthodox point of view, that we are practical. It has to work in this life. And that involves compromises and it's not always black and white. On the other hand, young adults tend to be somewhat shallow, unrealistic, and self-regarding, and they live in a culture that is media-driven, and they are very critical of adults. There's not much we can do about that. They do not see their gifts and talents as coming from God because we've not taught them why God is important. In other words, we've done a poor job of discipling them. Authenticity and transparency are lacking on the side of the adult Christians. But that is not to say that we've not offered them the faith. It's just 
that we've not been vulnerable in sharing our struggles and our weaknesses and to appear to them as human beings in the process, in the journey of salvation. The Barner Group says that reality TV is their exposure to Christianity and the impression is that nothing is allowed. The church is judge judgmental, i.e. gay marriage, and they are pushed away from the church because they are not allowed to question their faith. And so the pull isn't there for deep discussion, and therefore they pull away. Not everyone is leaving, but a significant percentage is, and so the average age of the church is going, is getting, for each person is getting older and older. There is a lot of church involvement at the high school level, but when students go to college, they suddenly experience great freedom, and the push to go to church just isn't there. <coughs> Commitment is needed on both sides to build a relationship. We must reach out to young adults and realize that they will do things differently, but that's okay. And we need to rethink their role in the church and realize if they get involved, they will do things differently, and that's okay. And not to condemn, condemn them or judge them, but to mentor them. And then we need more sense of a community. We need effective discipleship, as we have said. Uh, and it's not always clear that the young adults really understand the rituals or the motions that we go through. What does this mean? Why do we do that? And we need to extend ways to make them a part of the worship as greeters, epistle readers, etc., as we did today with our OCF students. We also need to take away at the, a look at the way we live our faith. Are we showing them a clear example of what it means to be a disciple of Christ, a follower of Christ. Do they see it in us? We also need to evangelize them one by one and build meaningful relationships by pulling alongside them. That's why I go on campus each week. It is the most expensive way, but it is the only way in this day and age, and that's how Christ did it, one by one mentoring and discipleship. And we don't need to beat them over the head with the Bible. We need to live the faith, not just talk about it. And they must develop an identity as Orthodox Christians. They have to own it. And it's not just my job. It's all of our jobs. We should all be out there leading them and sharing our faith with them. And if the congregation is not tuned in, they can inadvertently turn off young adults and drive them away. If they come to a parish and see it's dysfunctional, everybody's fighting over money, there's no kindness, no gentleness, they leave. It's the sound of people walking away. And on a practical level, they, they, we see the age of the people that are doing the Greek festivals, which are a big part of our community for many reasons, but the age is going up and up and up, it's 70s, 80s, doing all the hard work, and the young adults may or may not show up, depending on how busy they are that day. And they don't know that it's okay just to pay the bills. 
and take care of practical matters. That's not a bad thing. And it's not just about information and knowledge. We have more access to information than we've ever had before. They can get information with a click of a button. They're looking for communion and relationship. Now on the good side, we may be seeing God preparing them for a new generation, a new reality like Daniel going to Babylon. He was prepared to speak in a committed and dedicated way that may be what's coming. We don't know. But there is another old saying that we have to remember to keep our perspective. You can't change anyone else. You can only change yourself. And today's epistle that's in the bulletin shows two important themes of the Christian life that speak to every generation. The first is the example of our lives. And the second in the gospel is the way of hope, healing, and power. In the epistle that's in the bulletin, we see that we are to be committed to following Christ and we're not to get entangled with this world, with the responsibilities, with the jobs, with big agendas for building kingdoms, with lots of money. We're, we're to follow Christ. We're to be there to obey Him. In the second and, and the way that we understand what we really believe is if we look at our two best indicators of our faith. Number one, pull out your calendar. Number two, pull out your checkbook. If you want to see how much someone believes, open these two indicators and we'll see what their priorities really are, not what they say they are. <coughs> So we are called to be detached from this world and really to be followers of Christ. And in the gospel we see a very strong message to this day and age. What do we see? We see Christ driving out demons. This is a word of hope for this generation because the demons are running wild. They are unfettered and unrestrained. There is chaos in the world. There are mass killings in our schools, universities, and churches. There's pornography, drugs, confusion in relationships everywhere we turn. Where do we find solace, healing, spiritual consolation, and health, if not in the church? But then there's our daily existence. How do we, as people of faith, show that we are balanced, that we have joy, that we are compassionate and caring, that we are reasonable people, that we seek wisdom, knowledge, and understanding? This is the way that we can attract the young people, that they see in us a humble person seeking God to do the best we can in our daily life. This may be the slow way of communicating the faith and values of the church, but sometimes slower is faster. This kind of faith 
is best caught, not taught. And as Christ said to the demoniac who had been healed when he wanted to follow Christ, he says, no, you can't follow me right now. I want you to return to your home and declare how much God has done for you. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit.